Top Shelf Fantasy. It's Podcast 109, Election Day, 11, 11 3, 2020. Big day. Big day. Big day. Huge day. Trade Bigger deadline. day. Bigger. It was trade deadline day. Yeah. Way more important. Nothing happened. So yeah. bummer. That sucks. There's always next year though. <laughs> There's always next year. There'll be a trade deadline Maybe next year. Well, I was I was just hoping that they you know the Texans COVID traded, gets worse. <laughs> traded a uh, a wide receiver for the second time. Like they just made another bad move and traded another wide receiver. <laughs> that didn't happen. Unfortunately not, no. Uh, TopShelfFantasy.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TopShelfFNTSY. New Shelfie promo code. Still active. Still active. What if we have people just buying a bunch of stuff in that? I mean, you set this to never expire or something? No, I set it to two. So nobody's using it. One person used it weeks ago. And people have bought more stuff. The second one, it's not been used. I mean, if they if they were to pay full price, it 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 only helps us. <laughs> so I, I mean, I'm not gonna stop you, but you know, be but, financially responsible. Yes, people. It's still there. The fanny packs are there. The wet packs, whatever you want to call them, <laughs> the wet packs. Wherever you can, you know, go to a party with them, you'd be, you know, be good. The girls might talk to you. They're probably not, but they might. <laughs> but they might. <laughs> but you'll never know if you don't try. So buy it now. Get the fanny pack. All right, let's jump into it. Yeah. To believe or not to believe? To believe. I can't believe. Believe. I don't believe you. To believe. I don't believe. You believe. Who believe? You believe this. Do you believe? I don't believe. I don't believe. I forgot we had the clip. We have a clip. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Actually, Craig. Or not the... to believe? Yeah. Craig nailed the clip like yeah. five times last week. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe you. <laughs> it's, it's just natural. Does. I don't know. There's something with the. <laughs> it's just very fucking gifted <laughs> in a way. <laughs> So I'm just gonna do voiceovers from now on. Fuck the. Podcast. I mean, we could we could use some voiceovers. So <laughs> I that, don't believe you. <laughs> get that. Uh, get that going. Um, okay. Well, first one, Lamar Jackson. Can he finish the year as a top ten fantasy quarterback? Let's put that further and say a top five finish from Mr. Lamar Jackson, arguably the number one picked quarterback overall. And I know Corey was the one who put this in here because I feel like he's having a personal dilemma with yeah with Lamar Jackson. Right now. I did put it in here. Um, I'd say top ten. I still have I still have faith. I believe that. Top five though, I do not believe it. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Um, I I don't. What's where's he at right now? Because I'm trying I'm trying to look um, that up. Fourteen. Like, I was gonna say fifteen. So, so with what I would expect the rest of the season outlook to be, he has the potential to do it. I don't see anything in the most recent weeks to tell me that he will do it. So no, I don't believe it. As what you said, as top ten. Well, uh, uh, for top five, no. Yes. Top ten, I can see him getting there. Yes. I can see some adjustments happening where where he gets there. And I am also the same. I can see him in the top ten. Um, we have guys that are like Carson Wentz, who I think is quarterback seven or eight right now. That he's slowly moving out of there. If he plays like that again, Josh Allen's moving out of there too. Um. Yeah, top tens there, but top five, I think he's gonna find it very hard to get back there. Very, very sneaky. 
12 5. I, I don't think there's a chance of that. I'm just going to I'm going to I'm going to take Devil's advocate and say he's not going to be shot quarterback. quarterback. I don't even want to take a shotgun back I don't want to yeah. I, <laughs> I mean I mean he's like he's like he's like one of those fringe uh quarterbacks right now. If he's not rushing then there's there's not much there. I mean he's two rushing touchdowns on the season. Right. Huge regression as far as his uh his rushing totals have have been concerned. I mean they use four running backs in, on the team each week. Yeah, you just you can't you cannot carve out the same role as he had last year if he's gonna you if he's gonna spread it even thinner. It was spread thin last year with three guys, and now it's four. He's only had over two hundred two hundred and ten yards passing once, and that was week one. Yeah, ever since he hasn't had he's had below two hundred and four. And I do think he's he's come out and said like, listen, I'm not satisfied with the passing attack, but I think that that is more indicative that he's not confident in himself. And he's a confidence guy. Like last year when he was out there moving, slinging, he was on top of the world. He couldn't be stopped. This year with that doubt in his mind, like, listen, I haven't been good passing. I think he's pressing a bit and he's trying to do too much and it's not helping the team at all. It's, it's actively detrimental. I mean, and it could just be one of those things he's in his own head. I mean, we, yeah. I think there's a handful of quarterbacks this year that they're kind of in their own head and trying to figure out how to get out of it. The yips are very real. Um, okay, the second one. I like this one. To believe. Or not to believe. I don't believe you. <laughs> Are you better off trading Zeke than holding on to him for the rest of the 2020 season? You're getting nothing. Well, not I mean nothing, but you're getting, you're selling low. Yeah, selling at a discount. Um, I put it in here, so I'll, I'll answer last. I think, I'll, I'll go first. I think you're better off holding him. Um, Craig kind of hinted. You're not going to get much for him, and he's a guy that I know he hasn't been that great, but we know what he is, and he can have those twenty point games. Maybe um, I just don't want to trade him for like a, a back end flex guy. And then no, he, I don't want to do that. Then he goes off for twenty points. I mean, it, it, if I can trade him based off the name for a guy like you know Chris Godwin, I would do it. But I don't see that happening. Now I don't think you're in this position because you have Zeke on your team, and you're probably losing games because of it. But if you are winning and you have the ability to move Zeke to get an Austin Eckler type who will come back later in the year, then I would I would try to do so. Um, someone else who's injured like Raheem Mostert who should come back and have the backfield to himself because no one else is healthy there. Would you put Kenyon Drake in that category too? I would not put Kenyon Drake in that category because I'm still scared of Chase Edmonds. Okay. Um, I don't think the Chubb owner is going for a Zeke deal unless there's other pieces involved, you know. Right, but I would I would be looking at something like that if you had the ability to. Now, if you need to win, you're not going to get anything for him again. So you you have to play Zeke. You that's what, you live and die by the man you drafted in the first round. <laughs> yeah, I think that's exactly it. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to David Johnsoners. Yeah, I'm more than likely sure. holding Zeke. I, I just don't think the return is going to be there, which is unfortunate because it's still Zeke. But like I've I've got Zeke in multiple leagues and I've gotten offers for him and they're just abysmal. Can you tell me one? You're in my league where I have Zeke. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I, I that's the case. I don't know who it is. Tom. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm torn because I think, I think you have games like you've gotten with Zeke more often than not. I think that you have to find somebody and, and I'm going to go into this a little bit later, but you have to find somebody that finds Zeke somewhat valuable and has enough depth where they can look at Zeke like he's an upgrade 
I think if you can go out and get something for Zeke, you can. You know, I'm not selling him for, you know, a banged up running back. But if I could go get myself uh, a David Johnson, Antonio Gibson, one of these RB2s, you know, and maybe a wide receiver three packaged together, I, I would go and do something like that. But I, I just think that you have more down weeks than you do good weeks moving forward with Zeke. I could be wrong. I could be very wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think it's hard to trade him, uh, depending on oh, the league. Like, absolutely. The leagues that we're all in, no one's like, oh, that guy's a big-name guy. I'm going to trade you know, a good guy for him. Everyone knows what he's worth. Right. Which is not much. <laughs> right now. <it's, laughs> in case everyone not. <laughs> uh, so, to believe or not to believe, you guys can jump in. To believe. <laughs> believe oh, it's, it's so quiet. Or not to believe. <laughs> I don't believe you. I, 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 that is the question. I uh, doesn't believe. Dalvin, Dalvin Cook. Cook. Dalvin Cook going under 15 fantasy points for the rest of the season. So he will, he will not go below 15 fantasy points. So for the rest he's of the like the CMC slash Zeke of last year. Um, <laughs> yeah. it, if he's healthy, I believe he can go over 15 fantasy points. If the Vikings want to win, they got to put Cookie in. <laughs> So, <laughs> I tried uh, it. Like we know. always say. <laughs> in half-point scoring, he has not done it yet while he's been on the field. So as, as, as long as he touches the field, dresses for game day, he's not going to go below 15 fantasy points. Yeah, I'm in the same camp. I think he can go the whole year, 15 plus. Yep. It's made that one week. It's like 14.9. So, oh, I fucking told you, man. <laughs> you should have traded him. Oh, that would seriously be people on Twitter. Like, oh, this didn't age well. Hot take, <laughs> yeah, idiot. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, RB1 on the air. I, I hate Twitter. Social media. Oh. I hate social media. We social love all of our followers, just, though, Shelfies. We yes. love you. But ask us your questions. Um, To believe. Oh, not, to not to believe. believe. Chase Claypool. <laughs> Ends the year as the highest-ranked Pittsburgh wide receiver. Ooh, I do not believe you. <laughs> I do not believe. Yeah, I'm. I'm saying I don't believe uh, that as well. Now, is he ranked highest right now? Yeah. Oh, um, based on that thirty-point right. game. Right. Okay. There, there, there's some outliers, and I, I don't believe this because. Okay, I, sh- I should, I should preface all of this. I don't think that Chase. If Chase Claypool is the highest-ranked Pittsburgh wide receiver, I don't think he's like a top-20 wide receiver. I think that there's too many wide receivers, too many playmakers on this team for there to be one consistent week-in, week-out guy. And I think you're going to see the ups and downs. You're going to see Deontay Johnson. You'll see Juju. you see Ebron. James Conner is still healthy. I mean, there's nothing that says Claypool is the de facto AB of this offense right now. Yeah, so I, I was going to say, I do believe this. I think he ends the year number one out of the uh, Pittsburgh wide receiver options, but with that exact caveat that you just outlined. Like, if he's number one, it means that he's probably, I don't know, maybe at the highest like wide receiver 20 on the year, and everybody else is somewhere after that, 24, 28. And you're like, okay, so nobody was really great. <laughs> Congratulations. Like, yeah, you're I mean, the fastest <laughs> kid with no legs. <laughs> I think the biggest thing is Deontay Johnson, if he keeps on getting hurt, I believe it. Um, but if Deontay's there, we've seen what Deontay does with Juju. They're the two guys where Chase kind of takes a back seat. Yeah, it does look. Deontay goes down. Chase is emerged into that 
role. Yeah, for sure. Like, I think you're dead on. If Deontay goes down, that's the biggest opportunity for Claypool. When he's on the field, it looks like Ben wants to throw to him, like, first and foremost, mm-hmm. even above yeah. Juju. Right. And and you can see it in 10 targets week one, 13 week two, and 15 uh, targets for Deontay Johnson in week seven. So this is a guy that he is heavily targeting. I would say that there's a chance with you know him being healthy the entire year that Deontay Johnson's the guy, even over Juju. But this guy doesn't seem to you know complete games because there, he also left Ever. week th- he left week three he left week four I mean left week five he left uh, he didn't play week six and then he left in this past week in week eight. Yeah, it's called pacing yourself. <laughs> yeah. Idiot! Idiot! Can't, <laughs> I definitely can't do that. Twitter, Deontay. <laughs> He doesn't want those Jarek McKinnon tired legs. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's still a factor, I guess. Yeah, who knows? All right, to believe? To believe or not, or to, not believe. to believe? This is terrible. Antonio Brown, which I think is a very good question, because what do you do with AB moving forward? If you picked up AB, that means that you probably had the early breaking news you knew it was you stashed him you probably stashed him for the last two weeks or you listen to the podcast or you listen to the podcast and you picked it up here and you've stashed him for the last two weeks so for this week you're starting him whether i believe in him or not is irrelevant i do actually believe in him this week but you're starting him 100 percent. so yeah so bruce arians came out now bruce arians is one of those guys you don't listen to um <laughs> and said that he could play 10 snaps 30 snaps or he's not going to play 60 snaps however walk in 60. first those snaps though <laughs> first week that he had, and I wish I actually had this number to say this point. First week that he played with the Patriots, he had eight targets, four receptions, and a touchdown. So it was like right off the bat, Tom Brady wanted to throw to Antonio Brown. He could have give two shits about Julian Edelman at that point. So with that being said, whatever snap he does play, Tom Brady is looking his way first. And last year it was thirty three percent. He was on the field. Yeah, he did. He did that playing third. Of- of the game and on top of all that like he had what two two seconds in the offense before he was on the field for the patriots he's at least been not around the team but i'm sure he got emailed the playbook for the last two weeks he's and that's a pass brady's offense. brady's probably been in his ear yeah oh they've so been on the he phone, lives with brady. zoom meetings there you go again. he lives with him again again he, yes he jesus yes so you know they're going over stuff every <laughs> what a night. weird household that must be with him do you, live, you think you think Giselle's Giselle's like does? okay with the this? kids Obviously, she's okay with it. AB's just beating up delivery men in the driveway. <laughs> they have a strict no Amazon orders for AB at the house. But it's fine. Send it to the facility, Antonio. It's Florida. It's a little, it's, That's it's true. a little different down there. They don't have any laws down in Florida. It's no. just so interesting. So, Two yeah, different I mean, houses. I believe in AB for the year. I think if I'm an AB owner, you have to. Um, I think there's going to be a, a lot of weeks where it would be an Evans week. Godwin week and AB week. I think two out of the three might have weeks, but there's going to be that one guy out. AB is going to d- 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 disappoint. I don't know about this week or in two weeks. I mean, it depends if Godwin's back too. Um, I'm not sure what his status is, but overall, I do believe in him, and I think this just helps the Bucks get to um, where they need to be to win the uh, the bowl. I don't. I don't want to answer this until uh, until later. So get back to me. All right. I, I, taking a, a, a I, I, postponement. So, so here's here's my thing. I don't know how I feel about AB for the season. I will start AB this week yeah. because I think the risk is worth the reward. But if he comes out and it's like 
they continue to run the ball 25 to 30 times a game. And, you know, Mike Evans is getting involved and, and uh, Godwin's involved. And it just seems like AB's uh, role isn't all that massive. I may rethink my, my position on it. Um, we're going to go to whole fold while Craig uh, absolutely uh, brain farts while his computer brain farts. Well, so <laughs> it just yeah, jumped from right, 30 to 60. So this is, I, this I is just see deal. him just like. <laughs> so this is the problem. So even to the beginning of the last podcast, I've been restarting my computer. There was an update. I kept pushing it off like everyone else in the world and said, no, I'm not going to do it. You just set it to auto update and you give it a specific time to do it. It's a computer. You can. Well, no, it has to do it. To yeah, do. but it has to do it when it's plugged in and I don't plug it in all the time. So uh, I'm a bad computer. Just okay. Plug just, it in at 2 a.m. Wake up. It'll be done. Yeah, well, no, I understand. Don't this. unplug it. So it actually was just working on its updates. It already got on the configuration. It was at 30, uh, it, you know, for a while. I'm like, I don't know what the heck's going on. It jumps to 60. It's now back to 57. You don't, you don't often see it go backwards. I'm glad we're a football podcast and we're talking about Craig's the inability to The people want to know. I'm here. I don't want to know. I'm sick of staring at this freaking spinny thing. I'm um, all right. Well, we're going to move on to our next segment. And that is hold fold. And luckily, I have a working computer. You got to know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Know when to walk away. And know when to run. You never count your money. We had to add that. <laughs> well, you're sitting at the table. Well, I mean, maybe I purposely dropped it out so we could have a nice little sing along. <laughs> I do like it. Yeah. All right. Because, right. right. I mean, by the time you start singing it, it's like, well, I can't not finish it. It's like an OCD person. It's like, oh, <laughs> mental cramp, you know? I need to resolve the, the melody. It's a part of the <laughs> the uh, the uh, the office where Andy's like, oh. <laughs> I have that feeling like I couldn't, like I couldn't get out a sneeze. <laughs> uh, Adrian Peterson. This should be a quick one. This is, he's been on the, the list like the last... I had to put weeks. him on because I held him last week. I have to tell you. <laughs> he's, okay. and Listen, I'm folding him. he's still 57% owned. More, the majority of, of fantasy you know, owners have him in redraft leagues. Even last week. Um, he's so, fold. Fold, yeah. He was holding fold last week, and I said he hasn't gone you know, 2.7, 2.4 yards per carry. Last week, 1.4 yards per carry. Yeah, he, he, he's an absolute yeah. fold of mine. But if I told you DeAndre Swift had six rushing attempts, you'd be like, oh, Adrian Peters had a great day. He had 5%. Yeah, perfect. Five. Puke. Way more production, though, than DeAndre Swift, 6 for 1. All right. He's a drop. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a, he's <laughs> but a drop. Bye. But what if? That, right, just, that um, whole team is going right. to be sketchy. Um, right. We got we Russell Gage. So the Ridley injury is how long? I believe it was three to four weeks. Is it that bad? I, he's yeah, still, I, he's I still listed as questionable. It was, so it was the finger, right? He broke no, his finger. Ridley so, is a, a midfoot sprain or, mid, oh. or broken midfoot or something. Oh, I think I'm thinking of Godwin. Oh, it's yeah. it's okay. There's been so many injuries. I don't blame you. Yeah, for we will not begrudge you. But uh, <laughs> no. I, I want to say it was a midfoot sprain or a midfoot strain. And they're saying, I think they already said he's it out this week. Sprain. But I don't know how long it's going to carry beyond this. I think at least for one more week with uh, Ridley potentially missing it or even potentially limited, Russell Gage, for, for me, is going to be a hold. But he has stunk up the house. And even when Julio was out, it didn't become the Russell Gage show. It was like Olamide, Zacchaeus, and Christian Blake, and Hayden Hurst actually stepped up a lot. So I'm holding him. I'm going to see what happens. If he doesn't do anything this week, he's cut. Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a fold uh, because he has not done anything since the first two weeks. He put up 3.5, then 8, the t- 
following i mean the the two weeks prior and then he has denver this week which is a tough matchup and then a bye so you'll if he does well i mean there's still going to be players out there in week 10 that you're going to have to want to pick up and give up on russell, uh, russell gage so to get him get him gone now i am folding him i would only hold him if i'm playing him this week because if ridley is going to miss time it's this week before their bye week but even if that's the case i'm probably not going to start gage as better option so i'm going to fold him now yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna fold him as well i will sorry not be bull- i will not be sorry, bullied Corey. into folding him uh, no, I, ha- I have to start. There's nobody in Red Dog at wide receiver. I mean, if you have a deep league and he's on your roster and you're going to start him, yeah. I mean, you're going to start him, so he has to be on your roster. And I have so you annual bye week hell and whatnot. And, and it's and it's not a terrible – I mean, the, the, theoretically, he should have a good game. It's just if you're in a shallow league, I mean, there's no point in holding into onto Russell Gage. And really, the hold him, fold him, you know, if you're not going to start him at this point, he shouldn't be on your roster. That's, that's the well, biggest thing. We're coming to a time where it's, you know – no more stash than the guys I could hit. Right, you're putting the guys on your bench that you think can start every week. It's it's starting to become the time that rather than waiting on if he's going to be good, I would rather have my handcuff. Yeah, yes. And you're yeah. working your way through bye weeks as well, which is a big part of it. We're coming out the other end soon. Henry Ruggs fold. Yeah, so I'm going to fold him. Um, and the reason being, uh, I was just looking at his stat line. He has not caught more than three balls, which is still minimum, um, since week one. He has caught two balls at maximum all season long. Yeah, I for... think you get those reversed. No. No. That is correct. He's caught three balls at minimum and two balls at maximum? No, 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 no. That's what I said. So since, no, since, since week, week one, one yeah. he's had a maximum of two receptions. Gotcha. You know, per game. It's so just, it's just not a guy that's producing, and he's not getting involved in the offense as much as you'd like. Um, I mean, you could look at this week as a, as an outlier because of the poor weather and the inability to get a lot going. But I'm not. I'm looking at this as he's not one dimensional, but he's not been in the offense long enough to to make an impact. And I mean, the only reason you're holding on to him really is if you're in a keeper league and you grab him super late and you think he's going to be a sweet stash for next year. He's right. not. He's not taking you to a championship this year. He's a dynasty play. Yeah, he's the Marquise Brown of last year. He he has got that big play ability that he he can score a huge fifty yard touchdown, or else he can be a dud. Um, Perfect comparison. Next three weeks: Chargers, Broncos, Chiefs. No thanks. Hard Bye. Pass. Fold. All right, Javelis, yep. Marvelous Landry. Tom's a fold, right? Oh, sorry, Tom. Yes, I'm a I'm a I'm a hard fold on Henry Ruggs. So hard. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I mean, then Jarvis Landry is the next guy up. I'm I'm gonna hold Jarvis. Uh, I mean, I'm would rather Landry than Rugs or Gage. So yeah, like I'm I'm right. sick of Landry, but I mean OBJ we, being out is right. massive. That's right. that's it's like the biggest thing, right? And so like even though he didn't you know complete a lot this past week, he still had 11 targets. Um, bad weather too. So you're gonna. It's just one of those things, and and I would expect you know you know after this bye week, fairly decent schedule: Houston, Philadelphia, Jacksonville, Tennessee. You know, yeah, I'll take that. His playoff schedule is so nice: Giants yeah. and Jets. If you if right, you can get yeah, there, the last two weeks, yeah. And you can't. You got to get past Baltimore, but yes, you yeah. do. But um, and, yeah, he's a hold for me. Yeah, I think you have to hold him. I I think I might be making a mistake here with the hold though, like. 
pulling maybe an NFL GM type idea when I'm like, well, the draft capital I invested in to get him, you know, I got, I got to hold on to him for a little bit longer. And his stats are the same as Henry Ruggs. I mean, he just has a little bit better situation there, but he's more consistent. Like he, oh, yeah, he's going to get to like but just seven points. Still, <laughs> still knowing that he's going to have those broken ribs and those aren't really going to heal up as he continues to get battered every week. Like I don't have a huge upside, <clears throat> like huge faith in his upside, but I'm hoping the bye week helps him. Yeah, that that could be a big uh, a big uh, plus right. for him too. So that rib problem. All right, I guess we'll hold him. There's no need to belabor the point. Um, if we just pause on this for a second, would you rather rather have Landry or Higgins? Oh, Higgins. Higgins. Okay. Oh, he's been killing it. All right. Wait, which Higgins? Oh, yeah, oh, T Higgins? No. Oh, I would rather have Landry. Oh, yeah. I would rather have Richard Higgins, I think, actually, just because of his upside. Well, I've got a bridge to sell you. Because he can. <laughs> he's a big play guy. I mean, well, he's a, he's a big play guy. Him and Baker connect. Yeah, and right. really, I mean, we talk about what is Landry's upside. And if Landry has eight points, then the I'd rather have the one who has yeah. the upside of 20, 15 yeah. or 20. Yeah, uh, and, and he had a tough week to, like, replicate his prior week when Odell went out because of the weather again and Baker's inability to throw the ball and yada, yada, yada. yada. So, yeah. Baker's I, I mean, they're both. I think they're both holds in, in all formats. Fine. Uh, Marquise Brown. Let's talk about upside. Fuck this guy. So I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna hold. I'm it, holding him. I out of the him. list, out of the list of wide receivers that we just went on, I think Marquise Brown is easy, is an easy hold. So I folded him last week for Chase Claypool, who was somehow available. I felt like that was a fine exchange. What league are you in? I'm holding him. I mean, if you're holding Russell Gage, <laughs> I'm holding Marquise Brown. Yeah, so I'm going to hold uh, Marquise <laughs> Brown. Um, he is, uh, you know, the opposite of what we talked about with Ruggs, where he is getting targets, is getting receptions. Um, it's been bad. Uh, you know, the last two weeks, you, you couldn't really play him in week seven because he was on a bye, but Pittsburgh's a tough matchup. I still played him, um, though. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> but... Indy is going to be tough for him. I wouldn't expect a big week. Uh, New England could be tough if Stephon Gilmore is back. Uh, that you know that could be tough as well. But he does have one of the best schedules to close out the season. Um, you know, Tennessee's there, Dallas is there, Cleveland's there, Jacksonville Giants. So uh, there's a lot, a lot to look forward to uh, on a player that you know if they are going to get him going, um, like Lamar Jackson needs to do then I would I would expect more from Brown in the back half of the season than what you saw in the beginning. Nope. <laughs> uh, I, I still hold them. You've not convinced <laughs> me. I do want a shotgun bet, like, from here on out, Russell Gage or Marquise Brown. Sure. Well, I'm only holding Russell Gage because of the Ridley injury. If somebody else was injured in the in the Raven offense, I'd be like, yeah, Marquise is probably a better stash. But they look like they want to throw it to Willie Sneed and – Freaking Devin Duvernay and Mark Andrews should be more involved, and I just don't know the rules right, there. So let's go yeah, okay. with what sure. it's a one week thing. I'll bet you, you know, this week, Russell Gage over Marquise Brown. Do you have Marquise Shotgun Brown bet. right there? Yeah. What What's he okay, at on the sure. season? What do you mean? His rank. Uh, Who I Brown? I don't forty two on here. Forty two. What's Gage? Oh yeah, yeah. number forty two. So he's wide, wide receiver, receiver. forty two. So I will shotgun bet you that he finishes as a wide receiver three. So thirty six. Correct. 36 and up. That would make him rosterable, so I agree to the bet. Okay. All right. Looks like I got two bets. I bet Scott, too, for this week, Gage versus Marquis Brown. Someone put that on the so docket or, or highlight it. Do you not have access C- to Google Docs? I can't, no. Um, 
I don't so have access either. Mean, Craig's computer mean so. Corey have bet that. Who's who's better this week? Gage Brown versus Gage, Brown. yes. Yeah. Uh, and then, and Craig and Dows have a season long bet of uh, Brown being a top thirty six wide receiver. That was a long hold and fold. Uh, we, we still have more to guys. go. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys, and I'm glad this one's on here. Now, I think Amari is easily a hold for every single one of us. But if right. you have Gallup or CD, what do you do with them? I'm I'm holding both of them, uh, I, and with hope that somewhat that that something comes. Like, so ugh. so okay. And and I'll I am holding CD before I'm holding Gallup. I think Gallup was a bit more fluky this week than anything. I, and I'm a big CD guy, so biased, sure. But the Cowboys haven't exactly established anything stable at quarterback. I feel like, yes, Andy Dalton's a shitty quarterback. But if Andy Dalton's on the field for two, three weeks and he builds it, CD is too good of a wide receiver to be dropped, It is, I guess, where I'm going with this. So I think you kind of have to weather out the storm. If you're in bye week hell and you're at the bottom of your league, drop the shit out of him. Like, there's no point in holding on to him if you're not planning on playing him, if you don't believe that he can do anything. But I, I don't I don't know, man. It's just if you have stability at the quarterback position, there's a case to be made that CD continues to have some sort of success. Yeah, and I, I don't know if if Dalton's coming back. I, I would assume he would be in a couple of weeks. He was a concussion, right? So he should be back. Uh, no, he's on the he's COVID, on the COVID list, list now. now. So he's on Great. COVID. Um, <laughs> Great. So they're down at like their th- 2020 rock. Third and so fourth so they, right they, they did say in the, they're Tom on their fourth and fifth guys right now because right. Ben DiNucci's benched. <laughs> yeah, so Tom had said it either this podcast or last podcast that Cooper Rush is most likely the guy or Garrett Gilbert, who is from the AAF. Guys that you shouldn't ever play in, uh, in football. But. At the, the same point, we've seen stranger things happen. Um, so it's just one of those things where it's like, I have these great big name guys that have done so well for me this season. Like you would expect, I mean, there was at times DeAndre Hopkins. I know this is DeAndre Hopkins, but he had terrible quarterbacks that he did well with. Keenan Allen had, um, you know, some down seasons with Phillip Rivers. He was still fine. Um I mean that that's not exactly the same comparison. C- but CD played with four different quarterbacks in college. I mean, so right. so put that in perspective. One's a one's a backup right now. The other one is only succeeding maybe through the air because he's throwing the ball fifty times a game. One of them sucks. I mean, and have, I don't know who was before Baker at Oklahoma. I mean, you have but. Cooper Cup and uh, Robert Woods somehow succeeding with Josh uh, Jared Goff. So. I mean, there's 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 a there's a world where they can still succeed, so I'm going to so, hold on to them. All three. I'll hold on to. Um, the only reason I'm questioning Michael Gallup is because he actually led the team in targets this past week, right? Um, and and it looks like if that's the case, then he may be running a little bit more with the second team in reps and practice, meaning that that quarterback could be looking towards his way. So if that's the case, I would kind of want to hang on to him as well. So yeah, I'll hold. I'll okay. I'm folding Michael Gallup. And I guess I'm holding CD and Amari, but I'm probably just going to look to move them, even if I have to sell low. Like, I will return myself something that I can start, even if it's a a lesser name, a guy with lesser upside. Like, I'm I'm trying to think of a good example off the top of my head. So, I'm not trying, and don't, I'm not trying to pick on you at all, but if you are in the bottom of your league 
and you have CD, would you trade CD for Russell Gage straight up? Just because no. you said you were going to start Gage this yeah. week, and if you were like, I need to start a... If it's between do I start CD or do I start Russell Gage, would you make that one-week trade just to get the guy? No, because I think C, like CD's ceiling is so high. Like, I don't know that he can achieve it, but I'm, I'm very unwilling to give up on CD at this point. But I would, I, yeah, I would move him. I guess it would have to be just be a bigger name than Russell Gage. Yeah. Well, I'm just, I, yeah, yeah, the, no, I the only you. reason I put it out there is because I think that that's the right move. I think that if you are at the bottom of a league and you have a player similar to CD, just trade him for the one-week play. Yeah. I mean, if you can yeah. go to the team that's 7-1, and 6-2. and two, Yes, eight seven and one makes yep. sense, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, go find that le- that team at the top of the league and say, "I'm just going to throw you this guy that's got a ton of upside. I need a one week start. Yep. To win a game. I mean that 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 might be the right move. That's that's all I wanted to ask. Yeah. No, for sure. But I mean, I, even if I have CD though, like, and I'm trying to trade him, if I can't get the right return, I'm kind of fine starting him because he still has the upside on even on this team. With right. I mean, we talk about him all the time. He's a yak monster. Like, put the ball in his hands. Like Cowboys, figure it out. Run him on a friggin' jet sweep. He, he, he kept doing reverses times. and yeah. nonsense, but get the ball in his hand, half a yard off the line of scrimmage, and let him just burn down the field. He's freakishly fast. He has great moves, and he's powerful for a guy that looks like he weighs about 145 pounds, soaking wet. <laughs> see, but he looks small. Like he, his upside's there. I don't think anybody's gonna argue that. But yeah, I just Russell Gage. I don't know if it's the right. It's the right trade partner or trade uh, trade return, but it's close. I definitely think about it if somebody sent that to me. Right. Okay. Scott, Wanna you do, haven't weighed in. Want to do are, dynasty? These are these are these are three very big name wide receivers that yeah, so, have took a massive hit because yeah. Dak got hurt. So I so think it, I'm a holding Cooper, holding CD, and I'm with Craig. If I have the room to hold Gallup based on his targets last week, I'm holding Gallup. If not, then I'll I, I'll I'll drop him. But I'm holding at least Cooper and Lamb. Okay. All right, Lev Bell and Ch. Hold both. Hold both. Yep. Hold both. Okay. Bad weeks. Not really their fault. The Out, suck. Outlier. Yep. Yeah. All right. Just want to see if anybody panics. We're, we're gonna be <laughs> so, we're gonna be five weeks down. That, I will. I will say the bet we made with Dallas. I feel like I'm agreeing with Dallas more and more. Guys, I'm a freaking genius. Also, on we'll top see. Of that, we'll, I like to put my we'll hold folds fold so I can like feel you guys out for feelers. Like <laughs> see, <if you're> <laughs> see where I can make the bets. <laughs> Uh, Jimmy White. You also already traded like, him. Yeah. Fold. That stinks. Yeah, he's out of my circle of trust. Yeah, so we. I used to say, I think I said it last year, every single week. I was like, I got a start of the week for you guys. James White, going to give you about 10 to 12. That's no longer the case. Yeah. No. Yeah. When Tom you, Brady's your quarterback, so it makes sad. it a little easier. When it's Cam Newton fumbling the ball away. Based on what I saw yeah. last week. Damon so Harris salty. is getting the bulk of the carries. That's exactly what I was just going to say. Based on what I saw last week, I'd rather start Damon Harris. Damon Harris looks good, too. So that means... Not only is he getting the usage, but he's making he's good with it. Becoming inside of my circle of trust. <laughs> inside. Yeah, right right up inside. Would you say he's penetrating the? He's touching it, but no penetration yet. He's okay. made his he's way just to massaging. the inner he's wall. Yes, yeah, <laughs> like a dry hump. I guess you would compare it. Heavy to. petting. <laughs> right. Heavy petting. <laughs> John U. I will never fold this man. Yeah, he's, he's a good I, tight end. I'm That's still, like I'm, I'm like, I'm starting him. Yeah, still. right. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's because the last three weeks he hasn't gone over five 
fantasy points, but I mean, in the tight end position, could have went down. Yeah, you you take a top three guy out of there. Johnny was a top three guy in the last in, in the first five or six weeks, so he he's still the guy there. The only guy that's really going to outpace him that's still on the field consistently is Travis Kelsey, and then maybe Darren Waller. So why not just start him? Every week, uh, you're not going to drop him and replace him with a guy that has higher upside. Maybe on a lucky week by week matchup, but you'd rather just have the tight end and set it and forget it. Titans already had their bye week. He's your guy. Leave him in your lineup forever, even if he scores zero ten weeks in a row. Yes. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Well, maybe about not that. ten. Five. Mike Kosicki, friend of the program. Hold him. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to fold a guy who just I'm is obsessed with top shot fantasy. Right, yeah. I mean, new quarterback, you know, it's just some, you know, it's things to work on. And yeah, we hold. always say rookie quarterback, you know, look for the yeah. tight end, yada, yada, yada. He didn't do it last week, but plenty of his, I mean, Penn his State again, product, you know. His his upside is still through the roof <laughs> oh as well. God. He's a oh, top yeah. shot fan and a Penn a, State he's product. He's a freak. Craig, yeah. Watch out for Craig. Craig's got a big boner. It's knocking the table. All, All right, right. next Dude. segment. That, that was a tough hold and fold because we're getting to that – spot in the year now where it's like you gotta make these d- d- decisions or else you're fucked oh yeah what do we have for time they're about 40 minutes that's pretty good yeah that's not bad we're in good shape this is a good hold them fold them segment i yeah, just ate nothing against it blsh bye bye i'm buying i'm buying i'm buying buy i must buy one with a pussy magnet <laughs> Uh, shout out new Borat, which was pretty damn funny. I didn't. I know. See we, it. Me and Corey watched it together. We kept looking at each other, like, "Hey, man, like, this isn't that bad." I'm pleasantly surprised. They're cutting free. Did you guys watch that after uh, podcast? Yes, that's yeah. correct. Yeah. All right, We're at the Brotel. The Brotel. Um, the, home, the home of Mersh, our guest from last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the home of Mersh. That's <laughs> where the, Google the Brotel. The, the Mersh. Right the Mersh. Google the Brotel. Uh, we could get probably get a Wikipedia page at the Brotel up somewhere. Um, mine is really more of a preach than anything else of what I think teams should be doing. Um, so I'll I'll just start with that. If you are, you're not buying any player. They, they, I'm not suggesting any one particular player you target. What I'm suggesting is is you buy. If you're a eight and zero, seven and one, six and two, five and three team, you're a shark in your league. Go smell blood and bite. Go find those teams that are 0-8, that are 1-7, that are 2-6. Go find the stud player on their team and say, I'm going to send you a couple of guys. You're going to give me this stud back. I would like go and try try and buy Zeke right now. Yeah, it's likely good. it's likely that team is down losing in the team in in the rankings i may do this with dallas tonight i just did this with austin eckler and and just go after these types of players go after uh the the owner of um you know maybe maybe a guy who's going to be injured for a week a calvin ridley somebody who has to win go and buy yourself a stud at a low cost at a team that is desperate to win that is what you should be doing currently today if you're at the top of your league. If you're at the bottom of your league, you, you really can't be buying much. You have to be selling for stuff. But if you're at the top of the league, go buy yourself a, a shiny toy. I mean, if, if, if CMC is ruled out again this week, if Michael Thomas is ruled out again this week, go find that owner and go get that player. Yeah, and those guys are likely on the <coughs> three or less win teams because those guys were heavily involved in their draft. Right. 
that's why you have lost a lot of games. You have not had your first round pick. Scotty. All right. My buy is Terry McStats. Terry McSaddle Buttles. Terry McLaurin. We talked we we talked about this guy in a stat podcast last week that uh Tom created. And it was kind of eye opening how you know how involved he is in the offense, how he's top five in a lot of stats in the NFL. People still look at this guy attached to a crappy quarterback, regardless if it's Kyle Allen, Alex Smith, whoever. He's on a bye week now, so if there's time to buy him now, it's 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 on a week where people you know need to play a guy. They can trade away Terry for something. Terry could finish as a wide receiver one. His schedule going forward is probably the easiest schedule for any receiver in the NFL. And if Kyle Allen's the QB going forward, I am very confident. I mean, he got 90 yards and a touchdown last week. He's getting the targets. He's on the field over 85% of the time. I mean, there's some weeks he doesn't leave the field. So he's kind of like a uh, Chris Godwin of last year. He's getting the opportunities because he's always on the field. So if you can get him for cheaper now, like a RB2 for him, or probably get in. If I could trade Antonio Gibson for Terry, I would. If I can trade Zeke for Terry, I would. That's how, I mean, I think he's he fits right into that what is your one rank. And we said, you know, if you can trade Zeke for like a what is your two or RB2, we would. I would make that deal all day long. Mm-hmm. Zeke for Terry? I, ooh, I might go hit up the Terry owner. Hey, you want Zeke? <laughs> like, I think that, that would, would be I think beef. That would, yeah. Oh. All right. He loves uh, his, uh, yeah, he's, young. he's too young. Zeke's too old. Um, all right, my buy of the week. I've got Melvin Gordon. He has done kind of nothing the last two weeks. He posted 11 points and 7 points. Uh, Phil Lindsay highly out-touched him last week, so I think his stock is probably at – an all-time low, so, well, all-time, but since he's been on the Broncos, probably at uh, a season low. So I'm going to try to target him, try to pitch to the owner, listen, Phil Lindsay, they, he's been there, they kept him there, they like him, he was effective, while Melvin, in the same exact offense, couldn't get it going. Chargers are a good defense, but I don't care. I mean, I think I, I think it, it still is um, troublesome for the, for the Melvin owner to hold on to him knowing that he's not going to get what you drafted him to do, which is likely 15 plus points. So buy him low. So mine is a guile E crow on, um, and that is James Connor, a buy low on James Connor. And you Eat might, it. you might say, well, I mean, he d- did just have a decent week, you know, so how is he low? Well, right now he's pretty much an RB two territory. And I would say going forward with what I've seen from this team and how good they have been, they're still undefeated, if I'm not mistaken. The Pittsburgh Steelers have not lost. And they have won it on the back of powerful defense, going over the top, and running. And it seems as though if a healthy Connor is going to finish the year, this is going to be what Mark Ingram was last year. And Mark Ingram went from an RB2 on a team that was doing all the exact same things and became and finished the RB8 on the season. So there's there is a way that James Conner ends up finishing off the year at a pretty uh, high level and that you won't be able to trade for him at a certain point. Um, I mean, he's really, you know, he's got those touchdowns, low yardage, 
Um, but we're talking rushing attempts of 15, 20, 20, 15 in the last four weeks. Like if you're getting that production between 15 and 20 rushing attempts on top of the fact that he has averaged, you know, just under three or at three, uh, receiving, um, you know, receptions, this is, this is the total, what you're looking for, uh, in a running back towards the back half of the season. Um, so I'm going to move over into my sell high and I originally would have said Cooper cup, but realized that he's on a bye week reason being was because he got 21 targets um caught 11 of them for 110 yards if that's what you're going to do out of 21 targets then you know not much more can really come from that so that's really the ceiling but he's on a bye week so there's really not much you're going to be able to sell for someone that's on a bye um but i'm going to go into curtis samuel curtis samuel the last two weeks has put up double digit fantasy points on a team where they heavily relied on robbie anderson uh, who is still the, the wide receiver one on this team. DJ Moore is still there. He's not going anywhere. Um, but Curtis Samuel has two tough matchups coming up. Um, he had you know just faced Atlanta, which was obviously one of the easier ones, but he has Kansas City, which has been tough, and then Tampa Bay, which has also been tough as well. Um, so that 14-point week, that 20-point week that has come off the back of only touchdowns, you know, two touchdowns last week, one touchdown the week before, I just don't see that as continuous output. And a lot of people right now are big on him because, you know, he also can rush. He's got those flashy plays. Um, so that's all well and good, you know, and great. But he, this is the first two times week seven and eight that he actually put up double digit fantasy points. So this is the time to move on from him. And I don't think the window is going to get much open when he's got those two rough matchups coming up. Yeah. And uh, my cell is kind of in the same vein, just a guy who had a really good, um, past week hasn't done much else on the season but um running back zach moss with the bills he had 14 carries 81 yards and two touchdowns this week the 14 for 81 is pretty good but that's like eight points he didn't catch a lot in uh in the passing game and those two touchdowns aren't going to be something that are there every single week i don't think it's necessarily sustainable especially when you go back and look at one of them where he got dragged in by his offensive line it wasn't really anything he did it was like 10 yards out and he just got pushed in by some monsters, which, I mean, it's still a great play, still counts all the same, but is it replicatable? I don't think so. So I'm selling him at what I think is his highest value, eight points last week, 20 points this week. That's about as good as it's going to get. I think you can return something pretty nice with that at, to a running back needy team, especially when you factor in bye weeks and all the injuries that have occurred at running back. All right. My sell is DJ Chark. I'm um, not sure what you'll get for him, but it's mainly based off of, of his name. Um, he's had one good game this entire season. Um, even in that game, he had two touchdowns. He still has not gone over 100 yards in any game. He's been banged up. He had one catch last week on seven targets. No more Minshew. Jake Lutton's the quarterback starting there next week. I don't want to be the guy to start Chark and hoping – Lutton can can make him great again. I'd rather get rid of him now because I think I don't want anything linked to that offense, to be honest, besides James Robinson. So if I can get rid of Chark for a decent flex play, I will do it in a heartbeat. I would agree. I would agree. D.D. Westbrook going on the IR doesn't make it a little bit more attractive. Oh, D.D. is uh, like one target. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, the the yep, one extra yep. target, yeah. Keep he was going to be so good. Go buy him now. Uh, <laughs> my my sell is uh, Josh Jacobs. 
Um, I think that you can very easily look at I, – I think that you can put him in a trade and say, well, if he scores a touchdown, he has a monster day, and then he has a great season. He He's not been – He's 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 been very underwhelming all season long. If he's not scoring a touchdown, he's not even fantasy relevant. He hasn't he's only gone over 70% and Craig's staring bullets into me right now. <laughs> he's only gotten 70% of the snap share two times. That means there's another running back on the field. His targets have diminished. His yards per carry aggravating when you're getting the ball 31 times and you're yeah sure you're averaging 4.1 yards a carry if you don't score on 30 you were involved in 31 plays that team probably only ran 65 plays in more than 50 percent of the offensive plays he couldn't score a touchdown sure the offense can be what it is i think that you can take josh jacobs Find somebody who sees a name, sees he just had a good week, and go and get yourself a Terry McLaurin, maybe a James Conner. Maybe you can go and get two pieces, a two-for-one, a Melvin Gordon, Terry Terry McStats. You hear that, Craig? I might have just made Let's a trade make a deal. I'll give you, you Jimmy Conner. You give me uh, Josh Jacobs. Oh, He's I would never do that. I would never do that. <laughs> Um, no, if you if I'm, you could I'm get a listening. two for if you could get a two for one with a with a Josh Jacobs, that is a massive win in my opinion. And I agree with you. And I have not I have nothing to back it up because the stats prove everything that you said right. I'm just a truther. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold it in. You're gonna hold it in because he's your dynasty running back, and I think dynasty I think he's, he's a fantastic an, player. Right, but this is redraft. And oh, yeah. if you if you are four and four, if you are th- three and five. So you sell the shit out of Josh Jacobs and go and get yourself two players. That's how you win right, fantasy. Even, even James Conner in redraft. If I had him and I could trade for Josh Jacobs, I, I might do like that's a good switch so for both of us. Today, my comment was obviously for dynasty, which is there's a lot more involved. Total, yeah, totally right. different. So 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 yes, taking that out of it, right? Uh, like our tagline says, "Stay fluid, stay loose." If this is what the situation bodes into 2020. Going into the back half of the season, you've shown that Trent Brown is has not played on that offensive line. Richie Incognito was is was there last year, isn't there uh, playing right now? There's been some other issues with Gabe Jackson, another uh, offensive lineman that's that's also gotten hurt. Um, but you see everything thriving for James Conner. This is the perfect deal. James Conner owners will love Josh Jacobs because of the name Josh Jacob owners. If you if you really see what you're seeing, James Conner is the guy to get. So I totally agree with you on that for 2020. Sure. Craig is personally hurt. <laughs> I I call it. I'm Craig, sorry. Craig, I mean, hey, listen, a, I'm a truther. Okay. But, it's okay. But this okay. is a fantasy football. It's truth. Craig, Craig, it's okay. This isn't like Ronald fucking Jones. <laughs> I knew I was going to get Craig riled up on that one. <laughs> yeah, just, I'm Josh changing Jacobs. my playing in, games with my heart. It's in, fucking Josh Jacobs. And in, in, in listen, I, you don't sell him for nothing. You're not going out of your way to say, get this guy off my roster. You're going out of your way to say, hey, Mr. Six and One, have this guy, Josh Jacobs, and give me two players that are probably subpar 
<laughs> or you view as subpar. I mean, because, I mean, really, at the end of the day, you look at James Conner, you say injury risk. You look at Terry McLaurin tied to Kyle Allen. Get those two players. You'd be how you don't. Yeah, if I could do even like an Antonio Gibson in a wide receiver package for Jacobs, I would, I would think about that. And, and those are people that you could definitely move. Uh, Cooper Cup and... Uh, we're just, just we're just putting packages together. Yeah, would I just say that'd be a solid deal. Um, all right, well, let's jump into the into the quit playing games with my heart. Um, okay, so mine is Carson Wentz, and I I'm, I've been sitting here like debating back and forth, like what is Carson Wentz's deal? And like I said, I kind of sat down and started watching just Carson Wentz, other people looking at Carson Wentz uh, footwork, the way that he's. Uh, his mechanics, the way that he's throwing the ball, his reads, what he's seeing, what he's not seeing. And I'm just like in my head going back and forth. I'm like, I've seen this before. I, I've seen a quarterback just have a, a, a really, really good season and then get bad. And what happened? Oh, it was when Bruce Arians was the head coach for the Colts. And then they fired Bruce Arians and went to Chuck Pagano. And then you saw that Andrew Luck just had a pretty subpar season. So what happened with Philadelphia? They left Doug Peterson, the head coach, and got rid of Frank Reich. Frank Reich was the success, in my opinion, right now for what the Philadelphia offense was and what Carson Wentz was. A lot of what I was seeing when people were breaking down and you would, they would visually show the way that Carson Wentz's front leg is just completely straight. There's no bounce. He's throwing. He's forcing throws. Suggests they've changed the way that Carson Wentz throws the football and it kills me to watch him not succeed because he flashes brilliance. When you watch him on the field, he's a competitor. You see that there is actual raw talent to Carson Wentz as a quarterback. I just don't think this coaching staff can unlock it. And I think until he can feel confident about, I mean, they still have the the highest um, pressure rate or whatever. I, I forget, however you come out with it, he's still getting hit the most in yeah, the like entire pressures, NFL. Pressures allowed. Or pressures something. allowed. I mean, he's getting hit literally constantly. Yeah. It, I mean, it's a it's a forty five percent chance he's getting hit on every single offensive play. You as a quarterback, how do you have any confidence that I'm going to drop back and I'm not going to be running around for my life? Oh, right, because you don't you don't drop back and look at your reads. You drop back and like look at your offensive line. Like, where am I getting hit from on this one? Exactly. It, it, you can't play a quarterback in the NFL like that if you have no faith. And I think it's interesting what you said with the the change in mechanics. It looks like the coaching staff may have changed the way that he's going about throwing the ball. Because when you see him doing well, it's usually on what we call broken plays where he's out. And just relying on his athleticism where he's just playing the way he's always played. And I think that's better than whatever they're trying to get him to do. I, I, I have no idea what they're trying to get him to do. I don't understand. Well, appears to be suck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're doing a great job. I I will say I do think that Frank Reich was a massive part to Carson Wentz's success early season. And then when they let Reich go uh, to Indy, it, I mean, you're not going to fire Doug Peterson. Yeah. But the better coach was Frank Reich. Could not agree more. I I hate all you see of this what the for Carson Wentz. You see what the Colts have done. You can even see the same thing with the tight ends. Yeah, right. Colts now with the with the tight ends. You know Frank Reich. You know all that. All right. 
Craig, you just didn't want to take your. <laughs> Yours is about the Colts tight end. You might as well. All right, Colts tight end. <laughs> Sorry. I just wanted to start to talk. <laughs> I was, go, expect, I was just expecting like a Craig like four minute explanation, and then he's just like, "But you know, Scott." <laughs> so like, while well, we're here, <laughs> it is it is quick, but it is frustrating that there are three Colts tight ends because, like, um, you know, everything with Frank Reich, you know, and, and Philip Rivers, and how much they love tight ends. You know, Mo Ali Cox has been back now. He's got four targets, three receptions. Uh, you know, Trey Burton is is been involved week after week, and then Dwayne Allen gets a touchdown this week. So it's like, pick one, you know, please. <laughs> um, I'd rather it be Trey Burton because that's where I have him. Um, but that's 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 what I what I'm frustrated with. What what I really want to see go, going is you know if if they just had that Zach Ertz, uh, Dallas Goddard, or it was it was Zach Ertz, Trey Burton at the time when Reich was coach there. Uh, that you know the two tight ends could still thrive. So three of them in there in the mix is is a problem. Yeah, I think you're dead on, Scott. You want to take yours? Yeah, my um, quit playing is my heart, my G string, my WAP pack is Hunter. Your WAP pack, <laughs> Sir Hunter Henry. Um, we kind of you know touch on this a little bit. I'm gonna start this guy every week because he's on the field. He's getting targets. And he has one touchdown on the season. Last year he had five. Year before that he was hurt the entire year. His rookie year he had eight. Sophomore year he had four. I mean he in this in a standard league he's never finished outside of tight end one. But this year he's tied in eighteen. So I mean, it will come. But it just sucks that he's a guy you have to start each week, and he might get you through to five a week. But he might get you eighteen. But it, that has not come yet. But in time, I hope. If not, then I'll probably lose my league that, that I, I do own him in because I, of that. I do like that we're all very adamant that we hate the tight end position, and both of you picked tight ends to talk about. Unintentional. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just screw tight ends. Let's just go to running backs and wide receivers. All flex no, no. And now Corey We get a running go, back here. Can go, yeah, well, yeah. yeah, you could go murder somebody. Yeah, I get, I, get a, I get a running back for you. Uh, and apparently I can sell him, so I might not want to bash him too hard right now. But uh, <laughs> it is Ezekiel Elliott. Stop playing games with my heart, you punk bitch. I have... The last three weeks, watch you give me eight points on 12 attempts, five and a half on 12 attempts, and 7.8 on 19 attempts. I drafted you in the first round, probably in the top five picks. Now, you need to go out and score 20 points a game. That's the agreement that we make when you draft Ezekiel Elliott. Not that you're going to go up and down based on who the fuck your quarterback is. Run the ball. It's not that hard. I'm sick of you. Figure it out. Stop playing games with my heart. Put me back in the top tier of my freaking league where I drafted you as a top five player. I mean, just steal it from Danucci's hands. I mean, literally. Okay, even if I'm, even if I'm not going to run the ball, can you throw it to me ten times? Because I can catch and run. Let's see, so, let's see what Zeke can do with that throw. The old Danucci. And also stop giving Tony Pollard seven touches a game. Get out of here, Tony Pollard. <laughs> Go away. Nobody likes you. <laughs> Oh, I like how now at the end of the the docket we have the the uh, I didn't the know shotgun to, bet. Didn't know where to type it. Just threw it in there. Very big red numbers. I'll uh, I'll put in a nice little table next time in each docket at the bottom for a shotgun bet. That, we be smart, need yeah. to uh, we need to put a place on the on the website for sure about shotgun bets because we put them in in our Slack channel and I just noticed 
they're all gone. Yeah. So I don't really remember what they yeah, were. Yeah. Yeah. No. All I, don't I need know. Mike Evans won. Is I'm crushing the CH when I made with Stray. I believe that Dicky. Shout out Dicky. Top shelf Shelfie. I believe he stores them somewhere. Yeah, I think so. He like I... screen grabs them when they happen and stores them somewhere. The faith I have in Dickie sometimes is very minimal. I thought he wouldn't crack our trophy in three months after having it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was the first day. <laughs> that was piss poor. Um, okay, well, that's that's podcast 109. And uh, on Friday, that's yes, on podcast Friday. So on Saturday, we'll have uh, uh, 110 up, which will be a preview of week nine. And then some more stat See, fun. Stat fun, fun, I'm looking forward but to. Stat, stat, stat. Want to we might eliminate the in, preview. Also want to add in, it is midway through the year. It is accolade time. Oh, do some accolades. Do some accolades. Look out two trade trophies. I don't have a lot of good things trophies. to say about a lot of people So when it comes to fantasy football. <laughs> so... If I have to give a tribute, that a lot of them are going to be me. We ones. can we can do <laughs> we can do most injury riddled team. There is a combination. Actually, there's two teams fighting for that. About, yeah, there's yeah, two teams fighting for that, and that is the Niners and Eagles. Yeah, Niners Eagles. You could toss. Uh, uh, nah, never mind. Pretty sure it's the, the, Niners. the Niners have been absolutely ravaged. Okay, all right. Well, that that's they. We'll do that at a podcast and talk about that uh, that crap. TopShelfFantasy.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TopShelf, FNTSY. Promo code New Shelfie. New Shelfie. N E W S H E L F Y. 20%. I don't believe you. Top Shelf Fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay loose.